Hello, this is Matthew Bradshaw coming at you. I'm going to see if this will work. Is doing my next podcast through the voice memos. I'm out of data right now, and so I can't get on the internet. So I'm doing this in voice memos, and I'm going to see if I can upload the file. So if y'all are hearing this, that means it worked. What we're going to discuss today, or since nobody knows about this, nobody will be calling in. What I'm going to talk about is... Second Amendment, and I'm trying to find it in my little pocket constitution. There it is. In a way, me and Bernie Sanders disagree on this, Um, and that's why I think ultimately I should be the president, he should be the vice president, because he has very good views on it. But as a regular American, I think about a federal government and the army that we need to protect the nation's borders, foreign, hopefully never domestic, but I mean, people can infiltrate, people can spend decades setting up terrorist organizations if they wanted to and plan to try to take down America. I mean, think about it, guys. We're so disapproving of our politicians. There's militia out there planning to take down America now that are Americans. So, I mean, why wouldn't you think there's terrorist groups who hate America and those Americans doing it? I mean, for real. And this is the exact point that I think the Second Amendment is pointing out. If the federal government has machine guns and it's corrupt then we need machine guns to overthrow a corrupt government that's how I see it that's where my so everywhere you can go from here and we're going to go from here is based off of that point so one idea is all right On American soil, the military that's on American soil is limited to whatever the citizens are limited to, okay? And then, whenever we're going to go abroad, if we're going to enter a conflict, hell, start a war, which we should never be the starters of, you know, but anyways... We might be the de- declarers of, if no one else has declared it, and it's the right thing to do. I mean, there's just sometimes it's the right thing to do. But we're not talking about that except for in the sense that we analyze our enemies' military abilities, their weapon technologies. And then we look at ours and we say, hey, man, do we have at least ten times that capability? And we might have all that stored on land. But it's under lock and key for purposes of military necessity. And that lock and key is local. Someone who's responsible for it. And that person is held solely responsible for every single weapon within those lockers. And then you'll have people in your local areas trained to be this well-regulated militia that Amendment 2 starts out talking about.
as Commander-in-Chief, I am going to ensure that the citizens of this state will never be underarmed to the federal government. Some of y'all, the thought of that scares you. But I think that's because you trust the corruption too much. My name is Matthew Embry Bradshaw. I think I might even not said that at the beginning of this. I am the POTUS of 2020. God called me to lead this nation. So since 2011, I've been on a journey to become who I am today and who I will be on election day. Soon, Lord willing, I'm going to travel America so that all who can and will get to know me, get to see me, test my character, look into my eyes, see if I'm sincerely American. But this Second Amendment right, folks, when the federal government tells you that you cannot have X amount of bullets in your magazine, but yet they have X amount of bullets in their magazine. Somebody does not understand what it means to be American and need to be prepared to fight, to live free or die. Give me liberty or give me death. And you don't have to be an unbalanced organization to stand on those principles. God put them within us. They are innate and they are inalienable. It is our freedom to protect our freedom and our liberty to live as God has given us the opportunity to live. Your pursuit of happiness, my pursuit of happiness may be different. But as long as it is within the confines of mutual, considerate freedom. There's no problem with the responsible adult use of anything, including a firearm that has the hugest magazine in the world. It's fun to shoot. It's fun. Period. Yes, weapons can be used to kill. And sometimes, especially in this day and age, because of the technology that we're up against, our weaponry must be, in my opinion, and as your commander-in-chief, I will ensure that if we do not have technologies that are minimum 10 times better than our opponent, then we're most likely not going to enter a conflict. And to that note, the world is going to know. Whatever you tell us, whatever we find that you have, we are going to be prepared 10 times stronger.
So people are like, say, well, Matt, that's, that's crazy. No, it isn't. It's because, see, it ain't that we want to shoot 10 times more rockets, drop 10 times more bombs. It's that we want to carry a big stick and just tell people, look, do what's right. Because my military is going to support what's right. And the military is going to do what the military is supposed to do. And I'm going to tell you what. Part of that military, in my opinion, and according to this constitution, which is as your leader, is where I take my opinion from the constitution and the word of God. But the constitution says, Amendment 2, a well-regulated militia. That's what we got here, guys. We have a militia. And this says that... I mean, Congress, starting out in these, we're talking about, it doesn't say it right here, but in Amendment 2, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. I mean, God, had the Israelites have weapons, if they had weapons technologies that we have now, they'd have had guns. And they'd have had the best of the guns. Why? Because God gave them the best of everything. They had the weapons they needed. And when they didn't have enough weapons, God just whooped ass. Forgive me for saying that to anybody that offends. But that's what happens. I would The better way to say that would be... Uh, their enemies were soundly defeated. Now why do we need this regulated militia? Why? What is the purpose that the Constitution has this recorded as the will of the forefathers of this nation to protect yours and my liberty? Why do we need this regulated militia? Being necessary to the security of a free state. That is not a free federation. That is to ensure that the federal government can never enslave the state and take away your liberties and freedoms. Do you understand that? You live in a nation where you have a document that is supreme in the land. And it instructs your Congress. That it will ensure the freedoms and liberty for a regulated militia. In your hometowns. In your mountains. In your valleys. In your cities. And as commander-in-chief, I will ensure that this nation of citizens will never be ill-equipped to be overrun by a corrupt and oppressive oligarchical monarchical. It doesn't matter to me. You're not going to be unarmed. I will support your freedom. I will support your liberty. And if we have Gatling guns, then those who have expressed responsibility in that, maybe you had to be in the military, maybe you have to go through training, I think that's actually a great idea. I think that before you buy a certain type of gun, military-style gun, that you can go to a free 
training that takes place once a month through generals in these militia. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your right to bear arms is good in my hands. And I will never sign any legislation that does not protect your constitutional freedom. Now, I am for certain things. Let's bring the balance. I think that anybody who sells guns, weapons, any type of thing that can kill somebody out of a barrel, and it has to go, and if it is required by whatever you all elect your congressmen to have a FFL, which I had for a minute, but I, I never actually used. I purchased one pistol with it, I think, for me. But when you go into an establishment like that, that is licensed to sell weapons. The background checks don't take but a few minutes. I, it felt like whenever I was getting into it, for, which I never got into it, into it, we can discuss that on a later episode, but that it was like almost instant. Okay, so you can get this information very quickly. So it's not hard to do. I mean, it's literally not an issue. I guess if you don't have an internet connection, it could be an issue. Alright? But... There's ways to deal with whatever issues those might be at the time. Like, let's say, this is what I'm thinking about right now. It's kind of dividing my thoughts because I'm going faster than I'm talking. But let's say you're up in the mountains and you have a gun store. Guns, ammo. Military weapons. Semi-automatics, right? So you're up there selling whatever. And the people want it. Because they, because they see the corruption that I see. That you see. That we see. We all see it. My whole generation sees it. I, I think maybe the people above me see it. They're in the older generation. But I don't think so many of them are paying attention to the truth. But I think it. It's, it's getting to where they, they have to. But we see a corrupt government. And we see a need to protect our freedom. And we see arming countries. Huge militaries. Russia. China. Humongous militaries. And I'm telling you what, guys. If there ever was an invasion that we were not equipped to get through, like, you know, being outnumbered by a lot, 
I'm going to look that up and find out what the statistic is so you can see what our military disadvantage is. If there was ever an invasion, I'm telling you, I don't want to be sitting in my house being like, oh man, I really wish that I was allowed to own more clips and have clips of this size so that I could protect myself from the 50 to 1 ratio I got going on out here. And guess what kind of magazines they have? Ones we've manufactured and sold them. How ironic is it if you get killed with your own weapons? Let's not do that. So, let's protect ourselves. And I I think that we should just say this. Whatever we are arming our possible enemies with, because people flip, all you got to do is stand against something that they agree on. Or, yeah, just be against something that they're not against and have to take a stand for it. And now, all of a sudden, if that affects their bottom line, because... The love of money is the root of all evil. And when you're in love with it, you'll compromise. Just so you know, I'm not. And I won't. But when you're going up against another country, I'm telling you, I don't want minimal mags for my people. I want every nation in the world to know that the American, the responsible adult Americans... And once you purchase a firearm, you are going to be held responsible for it. Period. So if you want to, and the way I look at it, if you want to sell it to your neighbor and you don't want to put that on paper because he's like, hey man, you know, there's going to be a, a revolution. I want to make sure they don't know about this gun. I'm going to have it in my unlisted box. And he'd be like, fine. And then you tell him, hey, I sold it. I didn't keep no record. All right, but here's the thing. If it was recorded to you and if it wasn't stolen, and if you did sell it to somebody, and if that person does end up killing somebody with it, I mean, I don't think there should be murder, but I think it should be at least a, uh, you need to sell your guns a different way type of thing, because, it, I mean, you can't know what somebody's going to do, and people can go through something that can, they would never normally do something and totally flip. But at the same time, like, let's say you do it, and I mean, like, the person's literally sketchy. And this is to protect, well, hopefully to, uh, not protect, but, yeah, to protect us, but to make you think twice before you sell a gun to somebody. Because you think, hey, man, this guy, maybe, like, within 90 days, if there's a crime committed with that gun within 90 days... We take another look at it to see if there was enough evidence that you know you shouldn't have sold that gun to that person. And if there's no evidence, we ain't going to try. You're innocent until proven guilty. But we just want to put that out there because I think that might be a safe regulation that's not oppressive. Okay? You know, you don't want to be responsible for something somebody did. You know, you sold a gun 10 years ago. You know, like, what the heck, man? Or like me, you know, I have had debts before. Um, and since the debtor that I owed, or, uh, yeah, that liked guns, I had a gun. I didn't want the gun no more. I mean, I did want the gun, but the gun settled the debt, so I paid the debt with it, you know? 
It's an unlisted gun out there, but I know who did it, and I felt like he was a good, trustworthy person to sell my firearm, or in this case, trade my firearm for a debt. So I'm for the liberties and the abilities to do that, and I'm never going to, again, put my signature on anything that's going to take that away from you. Because our government is corrupt. If our government wasn't corrupt, they wouldn't be asking you to have smaller magazines than they do. I mean, that's pretty much the way I see it right there. Let's continue to read. It was for the security of the state. The right of the... Listen to this. The right of the people to keep and bear arms. And this is for the security of the state, which implies that they are able to defend themselves against the military capacity of the federal government to protect the state. That is implied. Okay? Being necessary to the security of a free state. That would also imply that it would have enough military power dispersed among its local militia which as your commander in chief I will rally behind you to do what is right I will not stand behind injustice behind a militia flag that is putting out injustice but that's where you'll have to trust me and when you get to know me you can follow me because as your leader, I will live my life and lead this nation and our military force behind the words of Micah 6, 8, which says, Hear, O man, what doth the Lord require of you but to live justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before God. And as we keep and bear arms, In the necessary quantity of personally owned weapons, in the necessary size of clips. You understand, people? Your magazine, your clip, whatever you call it. I will never sign something that makes it less than the, your attacker your potential attacker. So what I was also getting at that I kind of went on a rabbit trail because I was thinking of several things at the same time was if we're selling and manufacturing in America and we're selling large magazines to anybody who is not American, which in my opinion, every ally, if we if they have a, a need to, could become an enemy. Now, I have no problem with arming our allies to defend themselves against oppressive, overstepping governments. But, I don't want them having bigger guns than us. 
I don't want them having bigger guns than you. Do you hear me? I'm never going to put my pen to a piece of paper that says I'm minimalizing a well-regulated militia. I will not minimalize your need to secure. Well, I will minimalize your need to secure your state because I'm going to minimalize the federal government. Because I think I went off on another tangent on this earlier. When, when I think about America being strong, I think about if I was another nation and I looked upon another nation... Or as an American, I look out and I think about other nations. What makes me feel secure as an American is the thought that our military is stronger than any other military. But that's our federal military. What makes me insecure is when I think about what would be the scariest thing to happen. And that would be to be in a period of war, to be dropped into any other country. Why? Think about any other major power. Everybody's armed. Do you get that? Everybody's armed. So then it's just a, a, a concept of transport. How do you transport your military from one coast to the next? Or do you even transport your military? Maybe you outfit each individual person in that military to run drone attacks. Well, guess what? I want everybody to have enough bullets to miss a few times. As the drones come around. I want you to be prepared. With whatever technology we have. I will protect your rights to bear arms against it. If you want to build a bunker. And there's some local government saying you can't build a bunker. I mean, I understand really nice neighborhoods. They want to have a certain look. They have the right to do that. When they buy into that neighborhood, they have an agreement that you're going to look this way. But you know what? I'm not going to tell them that I'll never agree that for regulations that says you can't put a fence up around your yard for your privacy, do it in an aesthetic way. There's a million different ways to do it. And if the cost is, a, is oppressive to you, then we got to look at the regulations where people have the right to just do basic things in life like bear arms right to speech free speech right to privacy right to live your life in the pursuit of happiness that falls under the courteous adult responsibility of respecting one another's liberty Now, I'm going to finish the amendment because I can't even get through it without rabbit trailing. But this this is me, guys. This is stream of consciousness. All right. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms 
shall not be infringed. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matthew Embry Bradshaw. And my executive pen will never infringe upon your Second Amendment rights. The POTUS of 2020.com. Thanks for tuning in. Hear you next time.